Yo, good morning. This is a special on location podcast today. I'm coming to you from the parking lot of Balsam Bagels <laughs> on Winton Road. I am uh, I'm sitting here because I did not want to get caught up in what I call amateur hour. That's right, folks. I'm coming out already firing shots 10 seconds into the podcast i you know these bagel joints in brighton balsam uh, uh bagel land in 12 corners and and it used to be brownsteins it's reopened to something else now the bagel joints have something i like to call amateur hour amateur hour is that period of time between 8 30 and like 10 o'clock where everyone rolls out of bed and decides i'm gonna get a balsam bagel early this morning but to me i'm going bro nine o'clock you're rolling out of bed at nine o'clock i'm an early morning kind of guy so i like to get to these joints nice and early i've actually shown up while the doors are still locked that's the only advantage everyone will ask which one do you like better out of the three truth is i always loved uh brownstein the most but unfortunately itch sold now there's a new owner there and i haven't been in since the new owner but that was always my favorite of the three which is not the most popular answer most people will tell you it's either balsam or bagel land the one thing i love about bagel land is the fact that they open early they open at 5 a.m even a little bit earlier sometimes so that's great i love bagel land and i am known to stop by and get a bagel on my way to work once every couple of weeks now balsam bagels the advantage they have is they've got the sandwiches. Balsam will actually do the you know the the bagel with the locks and the cream cheese and the capers and all that lettuce, tomato, onion. Like they'll do you the really nice deli style bagel that you're supposed to have. So I'm a balsam kind of guy on a day like today when all of us need to get home for a 9:30 a.m. kickoff for this Buffalo Bills game. I'm very excited. I have a lot going on today. I've got the Bills obviously at 9:30. There is no Browns game today because they have their bye. So I'm all in on the Bills today and then and then I've got the NFL Sunday ticket which I pay a decent amount of money for and never get to use because for the most part, I only use it to watch the Browns games. So today I get to actually use my NFL Sunday ticket to watch whatever the hell game I want, which usually and probably will just end up being the uh, the Red Zone channel, which is the best channel ever invented. But anyway, my wife's excited. Uh, my wife just said before I left the house, she goes, what, uh, what did I used to do on Sundays? And I tell her, oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, my dear. Oh, sweetie. Welcome to the football fan club. Isn't it nice? Isn't it nice having Sundays in the fall to just have a day to just love? 9.30 a.m. You know, if we were in California, this game would be starting at 6.30 a.m. Do you like that? I don't know. I, I There's things about West Coast time that I like, uh, especially the, the late games, those 8 p.m. games where we're all staying up till midnight to watch our favorite teams play. Those games for them end at like 8.15 because they start at 5.15. The other thing is for today, the big question on everyone's mind, of course, will Taylor Swift be at the Travis Kelsey game? And I'm going to tell you right now, tis already written. It is in the NFL script. She will not be at this game for a couple of reasons. Number one, she can't. if she goes to today's game, it starts to become... Taylor Swift goes to every game, and I don't think she wants to be that who goes to every game, first of all. Second of all, I don't know what Taylor Swift's life is like. I'm going to guess Taylor is probably somewhere in the in the world. I mean, she's busy. She's one of the world's biggest celebrities. She might even be the biggest celebrity in America right now. I, I don't think Taylor Swift is just free every time the Kansas City Chiefs happen to play a game. On the other hand... 
Taylor is rich and in demand enough that she's got a team of people she can probably tell, make sure I'm free every time the Kansas City Chiefs play a game, and she can get to that game no matter where it is in the country. So I don't, you know, I, I guess I, that's contradictory what I'm saying right there, but I would say it's, you know, will she be at the game today though? No, I don't think so. Number one, I think if she shows up at the game now, she's showing up at every game. She's a brand new girlfriend, right? She doesn't. She probably doesn't want to look like I go to every game girl, right? Second of all, it is in the NFL script, ladies and gentlemen, that she does not go to today's game. The Kansas City Chiefs play at the Minnesota Vikings. I think it's clear they lose this game, and it becomes a thing that Taylor is the good luck charm. That's what I think. I think it's all scripted, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I think. That is what I think. Now that we've gotten the important topics out of the way, let's get to some other stuff. <laughs> uh, what do I get on my bagel? I get uh, everything bagel with locks. I get the thing I described with locks, cream cheese, usually um, chive, and, uh, chive cream cheese, uh, lettuce, tomato, onion, capers. Yeah, I get it all. And then, I, and then honestly, today I'm going to Wegmans after this. I'm going to pick up a couple bags of chips. And some orange juice. And I, I think we're going to do that for the game. I think we even have some champagne at home. We might do mimosas. I don't know. My parents are coming to town later today. Because we have uh, we have the Italian Civic League Columbus Day Luncheon tomorrow. That we are going to at the Italian American Community Center. On Frank Domino Way over there in Gates, and uh, I am actually being given the Citizen of the Year Award by the Italian Civic League, so I'm very excited about that. Um, tomorrow being Indigenous Peoples Day, or Columbus Day, either way you want to look at it. I believe in the city of Rochester, it is only Indigenous Peoples Day, and they do not recognize Columbus Day, which I think is fine. It's, you know, it's this is a tough one. Because I'm in these Italian, I'm in the... Um, Sons and daughters of Italy, and I'm also part of the Italian Civic League in, here in Rochester. So, like, you know, there's some pretty gung-ho Christopher Columbus people in those groups. I'm not that guy. I do, however, recognize the impact that Italians have had on America, and I think it's perfectly acceptable for there to be a day for Italians to celebrate their heritage and the fact that uh, we all come from the old country and, and you know, we all came here basically looking for the same thing. Um you know, a better life. That's what all of our grandparents and great grandparents came here looking for. And so I think that's perfectly acceptable. And honestly, anyone who tells me that the uh, American Italians don't have the right to celebrate their heritage, uh, I will argue with. That being said, do we need to put the name Christopher Columbus on it and call it Columbus Day? I don't know. There's been a lot of research and a lot of data that has shown he may not have been a very nice man. Now, he might have been working within his his parameters at the time. What he was doing at the time may have been acceptable, but it's not acceptable now. And it was it should have never been acceptable. Acts of violence, enslavement of people. It, it, you know, the fact that those things existed and were considered normal at some time is frankly disgusting. And there's evidence that shows that he partook in that. And for those reasons... I have absolutely no marriage to the name Christopher Columbus. So I just go forward looking at it as American Italian Heritage Day. And uh, I certainly would also love to see the indigenous people have their own day. In fact, I would even go as far as to say this. Let's share a day or, 
you can have the day, we'll pick a different day, or vice versa, we'll take this day and you pick a different day. Whatever you guys want to do, you know, it's it's fine. Um, <clears throat> so either way, I'm going to celebrate with my people on Monday. I'm going to celebrate uh, at the uh, at the Italian Civic League luncheon, where I once had the pleasure of being keynote speaker. And now will be the uh, the receiver of the Citizen of the Year Award. So, yeah. Parents are coming to town. We're going out to dinner tonight. We don't really know where. It's tough because Leo needs to come. My parents are coming. My parents are meat and potatoes kind of people. My child is four and therefore loud. So we have to kind of choose... You know what we're gonna, where we're gonna go, uh, restaurant wise. We can't just kind of go anywhere we want. It's, you know, I like because not a lot of places are open on Sunday. So my immediate suggestion was Fiamma, but um, you know, I don't know that Leo will fare well in in Fiamma. Now speaking of Italian restaurants, can I tell you guys about yesterday? So yesterday, I wait a second. Hold on a second. I just have an observation here. So Balsam Bagels is what is it seven fifty two? Balsam Bagels is getting ready to open. They open at eight o'clock, which by the way is is kind of late. It's, they shouldn't be opening this late. Balsam Bagels opens at eight o'clock, right? I just saw a guy show up. Now a couple people are here waiting in line, right? And they parked in parking spots. I just saw a guy show up. There's open parking spots, but I just saw a guy show up and park in a not real parking spot right next to the door the f is that wow the line's really starting to form everybody's getting out of their cars and getting in line really come on ronnie you need to open earlier than eight o'clock this is ridiculous eight o'clock for a bagel joint (sighs) yeah i know some people are going to say to me something about it didn't balsam bagels get busted for the rodent thing listen i wasn't going to bring it up i wasn't going to bring it up but um, yeah, that did happen. And I would say I'm more confident eating here now than I used to be because frankly, I ate here before and I survived and now they're probably cleaner. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. What was I getting into? Speaking of restaurants. Yes. Italian restaurants. So yesterday was Leo daddy day. Mommy goes to Redbird market on Saturday mornings. And so it's Leo daddy day. And I said, what do you want to do? And he's been watching Peppa Pig. And there's this episode where Peppa Pig goes to a trampoline park. So we went to a trampoline park yesterday. But also, in the commercials, commercials, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Commercials work great on a four-year-old. Leo used to hate commercials because he was like, what the F is this? Interrupting my show. But now Leo loves commercials because he gets ideas from commercials. And one of the commercials is Olive Garden advertising their never-ending pasta bowl and showing the salad and breadsticks, and he just loves bread. Like, when anytime we have rolls or a loaf of bread or whatever, Leo's known to just grab, like, two fistfuls of of rolls or bread and just start munching away on that. So, like, Leo loves bread. So when he saw those breadsticks, he was like, can we go to Olive Garden? And at first I was like, no, no, no. But then we went to Altitude Trampoline Park, which was great, by the way. We had a really wonderful experience there. I accidentally overpaid. That is one thing I do want to tell you about. So basically what it is, it's $13.99 early special for one hour, early bird special for your child to bounce. Okay, $13.99 for a junior bouncer. I think junior's like 12 and under. So we go there, $13.99. It also costs $4 for mom or dad to go in with him. And he's four, so I have to go with him. So okay, so I'm pony up another four bucks. So we're all in for under 20 bucks after tax, right? 
Well, she asks me, she says, are you going with him? And I say, yes. Thinking that's what she's talking about. She says, that'll be $41. And I go, oh, um, uh, I go, 40, 41, I thought it was thirteen ninety nine. She goes, you're going for an hour, right? And I said, yeah, we're going for an hour. And she said, yep, that'll be $41. And I just, in that moment, thought, oh, she must be talking about, or like, it must be that thirteen ninety nine is like, half hour or 15 minutes or something or like i didn't i didn't even question her i was like uh, okay 40 is 41 dollars what the freaking f turns out i accidentally paid for myself to go to i paid for myself to be a jumper as opposed to a guardian so i overpaid by 20 freaking bucks also they have an arcade at, tra- at the altitude trampoline park and it's like chuck e cheese where you have to load a card and i give leo the card and the machines have a slight lag on them like if you hold the card up to the reader it doesn't uh, immediately read. It takes like literally two seconds. Well, I don't know if you've ever been around a four-year-old, but two seconds is too long for them to wait. So Leo, I give him, I put him $10 on a card and he holds it up to the one machine that's like $2 per play and it doesn't register right away. So he swipes it literally four or five times. He just swipes it as many times as you can possibly swipe in like three seconds. And he eats up the entire $10 in like 10 seconds. Just swiping the card over and over. So I had to go put another $10 on the card. So I basically overspent $30 at that freaking out the two trampoline park. But anyway, we leave. And there's a sign for Olive Garden because it's right by there. And he goes, Olive Garden, Olive Garden. Can we go to Olive Garden? And my initial instinct was like, no, we can't go to Olive Garden, buddy. We're going to go find lunch or, you know, we're going to go to a restaurant for lunch or we're going to go home for lunch. And then it occurred, you know, just like in my head, I think that for about one second. That's my thought. And then the next thing I think is I go, why the hell not? I haven't been to Olive Garden in years and years and years and years and years. Let's go to freaking Olive Garden. It's like 1130 in the morning. I'm like, this will be fun. Let's do it. So we go to Olive Garden and guess what? It was freaking awesome. The salad and breadsticks are everything I remember. The the salad is great. I love that they just like completely just just bathe it in Italian dressing. Man, Balsam Bagels is really starting to fill up with cars now. Like I said, amateur hour, right? Everyone shows up well after eight o'clock. <clears throat> anyway, uh I know I'm being a dick. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, the salad and breadsticks fantastic. I ordered chicken parm. And I know what you're thinking. Paul, you went to Olive Garden and ordered chicken parm. Are you freaking kidding me, dude? Yes, I did. I ordered chicken parm at Olive Garden. Let me explain why. Uh, I I just... I Everything else looked like... How do I say this? Boy, this is not good. Everything else looked like I would be paying for it for the rest of the day, as they say. By the way. I just want to say this as more and more. I was first at this freaking balsam bagels today. Now look at everybody showing up. Everybody, oh, look at you in your pajamas. Oh, yeah. Show up. Roll in at 815. Go ahead. Anyway, I don't know why I'm being, like, defensive right now about the fact that people show up late to these kind of joints, but it is what it is. Okay, so um, uh, I, I ordered chicken parm. Everything else looked like, for a lack of a better term, like I would be paying for it for the rest of the day, if you know what I mean. But that was just like spaghetti with red sauce and like chicken cutlet. And it is what it is. It's When I teach my class at New York Kitchen called Where's the Parm, where we talk about chicken parm and how to really make a good chicken parm because the parm has to be in the breading. This is like who I'm talking to because chicken parm at a place like Olive Garden, 
is just chicken cutlets that, that are breaded chicken cutlets with like mozzarella cheese and red sauce on top of them. And it's literally the name of the class, Where's the Parm? So I was like, okay, so now I see where this is coming from. Um, and then Leo had spaghetti and meatballs. I ate one of his meatballs. Um, the meatball was, was, was okay. I guess it was, you know, what I'm trying to say is I was excited to go to Olive Garden. There was some real nostalgia. The salad and breadsticks course was out of this world. Amazing. I was like all in my feels about it. I was like, this is great. I can't believe, you know, Olive Garden doesn't get more credit. Like why, why have I forsaken Olive Garden for the last decade? And then all of a sudden the real meal came and I was like, this is why this is the reason. Yeah, this is, that's not good. This is not a good meal. <laughs> it's like this is why it's like it's like chicken fingers with like with like generic red sauce on it and mozzarella cheese, and it's like eighteen dollars. <laughs> like what the fuck? Um, but then but then it all flipped again when um because it's Daddy Leo Day, I have to spoil my child, and we decide we're getting dessert, so we get this chocolate pie, and that was out of this world amazing. So it was you know it was fine. It all pulled itself together, but I had a good time at Olive Garden. I was happy to have gone, and honestly, those salad and breadsticks, yes, all in on the salad and breadsticks. I want to go back for the salad, breadsticks, and soup that they had. They have that as just a meal where you can just eat all the salad, breadsticks, and soup you want. I would do that. I want to try their soups. (laughs) Everything had a lot of salt on it, too, I would say. It does seem as though that's the kind of the secret, is just salt the shit out of everything. Okay, um... What else? What else I want to I want to get to some work stuff. I have one more non-work thing, and then we'll quickly go over some work stuff. Uh, the the other thing I want to get to that's a non-work thing is a, it's a story that's going to seem like a non-story, but there was an awkward moment involved here. So basically, a couple of months ago, the, my barber quit. I, I go to the men's room in Brighton, and the girl who did my hair for all these years left. She's not there anymore, right? And... Um, I had to get a new person. And so they, they matched me up with a young person one time, this this girl who was very young. She had to have been either late teens or early 20s. And she was fantastic. She did a great job. Everyone at the men's room does a great job of the actual barbering of the hair. Um, and I talked to her, and there were good vibes, and it was fine. But there was this girl who used to be our neighbor with my old barber, meaning she was at the chair right next door, who I really liked, really vibed with. Her name was Gina. Loved Gina. Thought she was great. Well, um, I requested to have my hair cut with Gina next time. I said, hey, next time, you know, can I get with Gina? Because I don't have a barber now, right? Mine left. So they asked me, is there any particular stylist you'd like to be with? And I say, yes, Gina, because I don't know, always felt like I vibed with Gina. We would chat. Me and my old barber would chat. Gina would be in the chair next door. And her person would, like, not really be talkative because a lot of men aren't super talkative when they get their hair done. And so a lot of times I, and I'm, I talk the whole damn time. So it would be me, my barber and Gina chiming into our conversation. So I was like, I think I vibe well with Gina. I'm going to request Gina. So I show up at the men's room and I'm told, um, uh, uh, that I'm with someone else. I'm told, Oh, you're going to be with uh, a different girl. And I go, okay, okay. No big deal. I assume I, well, Gina, maybe Gina wasn't able to be here today, or maybe Gina's just busy, or maybe even maybe one of her regulars bumped me out of my spot, you know, and I'm the new guy, so I get bumped. So I go, okay, I get it. Yep, no problem. I'll be with whoever you want me to be with. So I'm sitting there waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden Gina comes in the lobby, and I'm like, okay, well, she's here, so she, she is here. So it must just be that I got bumped off because she's got a regular here or something, right? 
Nope. She walks right up to a guy in the lobby, reaches her hand out and says, hi, I'm Gina, <laughs> like to meet this guy who she's obviously never cut the hair of before. So I'm going, wait a second. I got, but so why didn't I get Gina? I requested Gina. This dude got stuck, got put with Gina. He he didn't even know she, he was going to be with Gina. She didn't know she was, he, she was going to have him, but I actually requested to be with Gina. So really at this point, non-story, right? It's like, so what? Who gives a shit? But let me explain where this gets weird. So I go back, I get my hair cut uh, by a new girl who's great. I had a good time with her too. Now it's time to check out. It's time to schedule my next appointment. Now I got this awkward thing where the girl who just cut my hair is wondering if I'd like to schedule with her again. But in my heart of hearts, I still want to give Gina a try. But I'm not sure at this point. If maybe Gina didn't want me because she was there and she was taking new clients while I was there. And somehow, even though I requested her, I still didn't get her. So now I'm thinking, did Gina actually say she didn't want me? <coughs> but I left this part out while I was getting my haircut. Gina came over, said hello. We talked for a couple of minutes. So, like, I think it's fine. So now all of a sudden, they're like, who do you want to be with? And I go, I just said again, I go, Gina. And then I left and then I started thinking, I go, am I the creepy guy right now? Like the second I walked out, did they walk back to Gina and go, hey, Gina, uh, he requested you again. Well, how creepy is this guy he keeps requesting you? I'm like, oh, my God, do I have to do I have to go to hair zoo again? Do I have to stop going to the men's room? Like, I'm like, did I like make myself, ner-? you know, anyway. Okay, let's get to some quick work stuff. I always promise to talk about a little bit of work. I don't have really any negatives from this week. That's uh, Yeah, I know. I'm excited. This was a good week, really good week. Um, so the positives from this week, they're all pretty quick. Not a lot to dive deep into here, but really great, great week in owning a business this week. I got to sit on a panel of co-packers at Cornell University's Food Venture Center this week, which was a huge honor. Um, I got to have lunch with clients this week, and those clients happen to be executive chefs at a very well-known local uh, chain of grocery stores. And uh, I love going to lunch with chefs. We went to Tsingtao, the authentic Chinese restaurant in uh, Henrietta, T-S-I-N-G-T-A-O. Whole different level quality regarding Chinese food. And um, I love going out to dinner with chefs or going out to lunch with chefs because they order the way I would order, which is they just kind of order. Uh, how, what am I trying to say? I mean, they don't like just order one dish. Eat. It's not like you order what I will have the, this, I will have the, that I will have the, this, no, these guys, these chefs literally just order. Like there were four, there were four of us. They ordered about seven meals <coughs> and then we just share everything. And I love that. Love that. I don't care what kind of restaurant I'm going out to. That's my favorite way to dine. Just get a bunch of stuff and we'll all share everything. Love that. So I like seeing that chefs think the way I think. Um, because, of course, I'm a big wannabe chef, but, you know, don't have the talent. And then finally, the last thing to dive a little bit deeper into, really even this isn't all that deep, is we had our first second meeting, if that makes any sense, with a construction company this week to start to go over actual drawings and plans for the expansion on our building. And um, it's really exciting to start to really see it come to life and start to talk about 
What are we going to add on? How many thousand square feet? Offices, conference rooms, real bathrooms. I mean, if you've ever been out to my plant, right now it's just a big box. Warehouse, processing room, and then one sort of like office slash conference room. But this is the opportunity really to turn it into... Here's the thing. I'm very proud of our building. I am very proud of it. Anytime someone comes, I'm very proud. Like, look what we have here. But I also recognize what it looks like compared to other processing facilities. And it's just small. It's just very, very small. So this would kind of put it <coughs> in a different level. We have, we would have a lot more. We would basically build a brand new warehouse, four or 5,000 square feet. That's not figured out yet, but... Then we we already have what we have, which is about 5,000 square feet, which currently is processing and warehouse. That would become almost entirely processing and probably warehousing of raw materials. And then the new place that we would be building, the extra four or 5,000 square feet, would be entirely warehouse, nothing but warehouse. And um, the in the middle for one or 2,000 square feet would be office space, bathrooms, conference room, break room. My office then would be like on the second floor above all of that with windows overlooking on the one side production and on the other side warehouse. Now, I will say we've engaged at least two companies. I've tried to engage three, but there's a couple construction companies that just aren't calling me back. Okay, good for them. They can lose out on the business, but we've had at least two in right now actually come in. And so that's just the plans that one of them drew up. For all I know, the second one will come in and drop a whole new plan that won't be what I just described and we'll fall in love with that one and we'll go with that. So everything I just said is just kind of like temporarily what's in my head, but it was very exciting. It's just very, very exciting to see the whole thing kind of come to fruition. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll take a little sip of water here. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it's a culmination of a lot, a lot of hard work. And now it's about finding the business to fill that. And so now that's my new thing. So I had two two calls this week. One call, one meeting this week with potential really, really big, you know, volume clients to hopefully just just uh, fill that capacity. So, all right. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Go Bills. And we'll talk next week.